everyone, this is episode 560 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for Friday, December 7th, 2018, a.k.a. Super Smash Brothers Day. I am your host, Mark Kuznez, and today I will be talking about, of course, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Though that shouldn't be an of course, because uh, historically, I have never been a huge Smash player, and buying Smash on day one, or pre-ordering it, is ridiculous for me, but I did just that, and because of that, I have played a little bit of it, and I have some thoughts, and I'll get to those eventually, but I also played the Devil May Cry 5 demo, which is available now exclusively on Xbox One. Whether or not it's coming to other platforms, I'm not sure. I would be surprised if it didn't eventually make its way to PlayStation, and hopefully PC as well. But I played through that, which is, I don't know, maybe 10 minutes. It's a pretty short demo, uh, but it gives you a good idea of how it's going to feel and play and and culminates in a little boss battle. Uh, And then, of course, the Game Awards happened last night, which I'll talk about to some extent. And I'll probably start with that, so to just jump right into it. The Game Wars happened last night, as I just said, and there were no surprises, I don't think, in terms of winners. Maybe the Game of the Year going to God of War was a surprise, but I thought it was pretty much a dead heat between Red Dead and God of War, and I think the fact that while both were critically acclaimed across the board. There was definitely much more overall love from the community and and everyone for God of War. And while a lot of people love Red Dead Redemption 2, uh, I think that is looked at as more of a, this is just a bigger, better version of Red Dead Redemption 2 with incredible production values and all that. And God of War is something new and fresh and special and doing all these new things. Even though I don't think outside of the way it's basically one shot throughout, I don't think it's doing all that much new. It's not uh, doing anything interesting narratively. Uh, Combat-wise, there wasn't anything special about it. I don't think the axe was all that great. And while it does get better halfway through, I think we can spoil God of War at this point. If you haven't played it, then too bad like whatever you can skip ahead one minute or whatnot not even that but when you get the chains again about halfway through or so the combat feels much better i enjoyed the game way more when i got those because i never found the axe that satisfying uh of course throwing it and having it return felt good but i found that when i threw it I wasn't always going to hit my target. It wasn't the most accurate thing. Um, But people love that game, and I think it's it's a solid game. Um, But I would probably rather play the first two God of War games than God of War. But on the other side, I enjoy the story of God of War much more than any other story from the previous games in the series. I've, I've never found any of the stories all that compelling, but I I liked God of War's story, the new one, because I didn't find Kratos to be an absolute piece of shit. And I really liked, I can't remember her name now, but the the main 
female character. I really enjoyed her. Um, so yeah, that won Game of the Year, which wasn't a surprise. Celeste won Best Independent Game, I believe, which was not a surprise given that it was the only independent game nominated for Game of the Year. Dead Cells won Best Action Game, which that might have been one of the surprises. Into the Breach did win Best Strategy Game, which I liked, though it was a reminder of how I still find it a bit annoying that so many awards are just thrown out there, the winners, in quick succession. Um, I, I don't like that, especially with some of these games. Like I would have loved to have seen the, the team that made Into the Breach get to go on stage and accept the award and say something because they created one of the best games of this generation, one of the best games of all time, in my opinion, the best strategy game I've ever played. I'd like them to get more than just a, hey, here are the list of these nominations. Oh, these ga- these game <laughs> these games, these uh this game won. You know, congrats to the guys, the people over at Subset Games, and then you just quickly move on. Um I'd much rather see creators of games on the stage than the whatever esports, the best esports players, stuff like that. I don't care. But I guess people care. I don't know. Even though the person who won that was the Sonic Furry or whatever his name is, and he is so unbelievably enthusiastic and excited. He he was adorable to just watch, like how giddy he was up there. Um, very, very fun to watch him up there. Uh, so that that was cool, and he went up in his furry outfit, you know, mask and all. He did take it off. But I like I like that he went up there that way. Um, other than that, I, I can't remember what else really won. I I don't I don't find the game awards all that interesting. I, I think they're pretty boring. The branding is a little bit annoying uh, with like Spotify and Dolby and all that jazz. And I don't know. I I didn't watch it live. I watched it later on. It was like four hours, so it was a pretty long thing. And it just the mu- the musical numbers didn't do much for me. I just I find so much of it to be, I, I don't know. It just doesn't, It it's missing something or multiple things. I don't know. I just don't find it all that enjoyable to watch. And so, yeah, it's also, it's really long. But some exclusives were announced and whatnot, uh, or things were announced just in general, whether or not they're exclusives. The first one that, stood out that grabbed me and i was super excited for it until uh, a few seconds after it was announced was marvel ultimate alliance 3 which i was so excited to see and then it was announced as a switch exclusive i have a switch so i can play it of course but it just seems ridiculous that it is a, a switch exclusive i don't understand why it is and i don't understand why marvel is <laughs> I, it seems like marvel is really enjoying making their various games exclusive so i'm now expecting some marvel property to be an xbox exclusive since we have spider-man for playstation ultimate alliance for the switch will crystal dynamics avengers game be an xbox one exclusive who knows i maybe it will i think there were some rumblings that that could be the case but who knows i mean the the, the crystal dynamics Tomb Raider games were timed exclusives. So maybe it'll be another timed exclusive? I don't know. I don't know. But it's weird. 
I, I, I just hate it because, for me, outside of first parties, I don't understand why makers just don't put their games on as many platforms as possible unless they're making so much money with these deals. I just I, I want games to be able to be played and enjoyed by as many people as possible. And I would think the makers would want that as well. And you know, and on top of that having the most places to, to make revenue and all that. Um especially now with I, I'm assuming that the the you know the, the the PlayStation and the Xbox are much more similar to develop for because they're both you know whatever x64 based or whatever you know they're 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 not, it's not the last gen with 360 and ps3 being this weird thing of course switch is different but i i feel like you know just do it and make everyone happy make i want yakuza on xbox i would love that is it, would that be so difficult to do even if it's just digital only like what they did with near uh, they don't need to press discs and take that gamble of, 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 of all that. Just make it digital only. I don't care. As long as I'm able to play it, even though I have every system and I can play it. And regardless if it was on Xbox One, there's such big games that I would not get around to them for a long time. I just, I look at so many games and I think it would be nice if everyone could play these, especially games I really love. You know, like the Persona series, though I wasn't a fan of five. Three and four, I wish those were on everything, but they're not. Um, so yeah, that, that's a thing. And then we got some footage of Ancestors, the Humankind Odyssey, which is, what is it, Patrice something or whatever the guy. I think he was part of the team who originally made Assassin's Creed, and this looks like uh, Assassin's Creed with monkeys or apes. I don't know which ones these were. Planet of the Apes movie, but it looked uh, neat. I dig it. I wouldn't mind playing as a monkey. Uh, I think it's kind of just funny that it's called the Humankind Odyssey, and the latest Assassin's Creed is Odyssey. Just it's just amusing. Uh, we saw Obsidian's Outer Worlds, which is basically their better version of whatever Bethesda's Starfield will be. Maybe. Who knows? But it is that kind of Bethesda-ass game, uh, Elder Scrolls Fallout in space, which is what we expect Starfield to be. So it should be interesting. It looks fun. It looks really good. It's got a lot of color to it, uh, reminiscent of all the color you see in No Man's Sky, but with much higher fidelity. You know, it looks a lot better and will have much more action, much more going on. It won't feel as dead. Um, but I'm really excited for that. That's coming out next year. Supergiant Games announced Hades, which will be exclusive to the Epic Game Store, which is interesting. And the the Epic Game Store, on a, to go on a tangent, is interesting just because it is the first game store uh, for PC that has a real chance of taking away some of Steam's market share in large part because of the power of Fortnite. So that can bring people in because I think 
the launcher or whatever, the Epic launcher is converting into the the game store as well. So everyone's going to have that there now. And with the exclusive games from people from studios that people care about, like Supergiant Games, uh, that could get people into the door as well. And I think given how popular Fortnite is, though since I guess you can only play through there, uh, this wouldn't make much sense. And people could also play it on any platform and everything is cross platform including your v bucks as well but if they had a thing where it's like if you play through the epic game store you get a 10 percent discount on all v bucks purchases or something that would get everyone to go there to, to at least use it and then maybe pick up some other games but it'll be interesting to see how that plays out and it's definitely a better place for developers especially indie developers because steam came out and had their whole like well, the, you know, the the 70-30 split is still intact, but if you hit, what, 10 million, it's like 80-20, or 85, or 75-25, uh, or I don't know. Whatever it was, it was a real shit deal, because it just ignored indies completely. It was like, okay, are you a big publisher? Well, you know, if you're not already selling on our platform, come come back to our platform, just trying to keep other companies from creating their own launchers and whatnot and leaving the store and, and just ignoring the fact that there's still so many indies on there that could use a, a better cut but who cares about them not steam um but i think for the epic game store it's 85 15 across the board which is really good it's nice to see them paying it forward with all their success like they did earlier i don't know if it was this year or last year where after this well it had to be this year because i think fortnite battle royale launched this year but where they took away some of the costs or something with the unreal game maker system program um but yeah that'll be interesting to see how that plays out because like discords games are that game store is just Something that I think came and went and nobody really paid attention or cared about it despite it having some exclusives and some interesting exclusives. But it's just, I don't think Discord has done a great job of promoting their store and yeah, why would you do it? Uh, there was also Atlas from the Makers of Arc, which is a pirate MMO. 40,000 people they talked about on a server, I guess, in a giant world that is... 1200 times the size of an arc map i think and it looked like a much more fleshed out sea of thieves it just looked like sea of thieves with a, a world attached to it and not just empty seas that may uh, have other players on them or not so i'm actually really excited for it but given that arc was maybe arc feels better now but I played Ark really hard, and it was just a real janky thing. Uh, but I played it in preview, and then went back into it with the X, and the screen tear was definitely lessened ex uh, extensively. But it was still there to some degree. But like the, the screen tearing, at least on Xbox, was awful when it first launched a preview program, where I just couldn't deal with it. So making this in, this huge, massive game. Uh, unless Ark has really made strides since I played it last, I am concerned that the scale of it and everything could 
mean that it will be dealing with issues for a while, which would suck. But it looks really cool. The, the, I, the trailer got me excited, and I'm interested in it. So that that could be fun, but who knows? It could also be an absolute mess. Then there was Survived By, which looked like a top-down Rogue Legacy. So you're, it's like a roguelike, and you're going through the environment. You can play with friends. I guess it's free to play in, in early access on Steam. And when you die, then you, you come back as, you know, the second in line in your family. And it just, you know, puts a new Roman numeral next to your name. It ri- reminded me a lot of Rogue Legacy. It had a cheeky little trailer with a cheeky narrator. Could be fun. I think it's already available. I haven't really looked into that. And then last, uh, I just noticed that the Game Awards was very anti-vaping. There were a lot of whatever that truth campaign thing that were that was all about vaping. Vaping is bad. Uh, I'm not a vapor, but I find vaping funny. At least when I look at people in their cars vaping, and they take a puff or whatever, and then the entire car just seems to be filled with smoke. Vaping produces so much smoke; it's ridiculous. So ridiculous. But that's the Game Awards. That rambly mess of me talking about shit was the Game Awards. So, yeah. <laughs> but, moving on to Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. So, I played uh, maybe somewhere between an hour and two hours. So, you could say I played an hour and a half. Just, you know, let's just cut the chase and get right to the middle. And... I have been enjoying it quite a bit. What I've really come to realize, having played a lot of Smash clones over the years, some that are good, and some that are okay, and ones that are really bad, Smash is really good. It is really good at what it is doing. It is fun to play i'm enjoying it quite a bit after i just kind of got a handle for the way things work and change the controls i I don't like the default controls and i'm playing it either with the pro controller or in handheld mode i'm not using a gamecube controller i don't fucking care if that's the only way you can play it or that's the only way it should be played shut up uh but i had to change it so that the b button is jump because having the the lower button be jump just feels right to me and i did not like the way it was set up originally so i set it up so that b is jump y is base attack the x button is your like special move set and then i made it so that a is a grab uh even though i haven't really been utilizing grab but I like it. I, I think the controls feel pretty good that way. And the smash thing, using the analog stick and pushing in a direction or holding in a direction feels good. And it, it looks really good. It looks pretty good uh, when hooked up to the TV. But in handheld mode, it looks freaking fantastic. It is so pretty. Uh, surprisingly so. Because uh, I didn't think... I thought it looked good in all the trailers and footage we saw. But I think with most trailers and whatnot uh no game is going to look as good as it will when you actually get your hands on it because of video compression and all that kind of stuff um so actually getting it in my hands and playing it it looks just stunning uh sometimes it could be hard to see what's going on 
in handheld mode when you're on a level that really is really zoomed out. But I've played through mostly just the classic mode and a little bit of the... I, I can't remember what the name of the mode is, but the one where you have to take down like 100 enemies. Uh, one where it's mostly me's and then one where it's all other fighters. And... I've enjoyed just messing around with it. I haven't, I haven't jumped online or anything yet because I know I'm going to get destroyed if I ever go online unless the matchmaking system is good that good in the sense that it is able to set me up with other crappy players because this is my first Smash Brothers game, really. Before this, I've put probably an hour total into all the Smash Brothers games combined. I never played it on what 64 is where it started i don't i don't know anything about the smash brother heritage either but if there was one on super nintendo definitely didn't play that didn't play anything on the 64 melee i think i played a match of or maybe two on the wii i played nothing that was brawl right um and then the wii u slash 3ds version i think i have both and I played maybe one match on 3DS, and I'm like, I don't like the way this feels. <laughs> and then I maybe played a little bit on Wii U, and I was like, okay, this is just not for me. Because um, I don't have any friends to play with locally. But I never really gave it a fair shot, single player or anything. And with this one, especially, like I said, having played plenty of clones over the years... I really appreciate how good Smash is at what it does. And actually giving it the time, or just giving it any time to get accustomed to the controls and the way the system works where you're trying to knock people off the platform and all that. I really enjoy it. And it's fun having all these characters to mess around with. And as someone who is new to the series, the fact that the majority of the characters are locked and you have to unlock them. I like that and I don't need to get them as soon as possible because it's not like I have a long history with the series and I want to get my mains right away so that I can be competitive in multiplayer. No, I, I, I like having this thing that I can keep that keeps me coming back to play so that it's like, okay, I can unlock a new fighter. I can do this. And the way f unlocking fighters happens is just completely random i don't know how it works in world of light but every time i think every time you finish you clear the classic mode you'll get a new challenger approaching and when you finish whether you win or lose the like hundred man one you'll get a new challenger it's worked for me so far and when i was in world of light and I skipped and then I quit out and then quit through, uh, backed out of a few other menus, a challenger approach, just backing out of a few, and a few menus, which was weird. <laughs> I didn't expect it to happen that easily, but I, I like that there's always going to be that for until I unlock all of them. It's just it's like, oh, there's a new challenger approaching. If I beat them, then I'll unlock them. That's fun to have this little thing that I can always be pleasantly surprised by when I'm messing around in other modes and whatnot. And if you lose one of those fights, uh, you won't unlock them. But at 
some point after you've played a little bit more, a little icon will happen, like a little door on the lower right hand part of the screen where you can then challenge them again. Uh, and it'll be exactly that same uh, opponent. And then you can choose the player you want to attack them with. So, yeah, I, I had to do with that with, what is it, King, I don't know, Big Fat Croc Dude from Donkey Kong. I've never played a Donkey Kong game outside of the arcade game. I've never played any other Donkey Kong game. Though, thinking back, I probably played Donkey Kong Country or whatever the hell it's called in on an N64 kiosk at Toys R Us probably because that's what that's where I played the Nintendo 64 I never owned one as a kid but I played plenty of GoldenEye at Toys R Us and I played I don't think I'm probably played some Super Mario 64 I don't think they ever had Ocarina of Time in the kiosk I don't have memories of that uh, and I don't remember them having Mario Kart I also played Parappa the Rapper exclusively at a Toys R Us kiosk on PlayStation of course not 64 um yeah that that's that's the thing but i'm enjoying smash my my little bit of time with it so far i'm really enjoying it and it's i'm happy that i'm enjoying it because i took a gamble by pre-ordering it just because i'm like this is the ultimate version of it that's why it's called ultimate there's so much great music in it and there is great 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 music in it and there's so many characters and all these things and people love this i should really give it a chance and so I did, and so far so good, which is nice, because I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't have wanted to wasted so much money. Um, but I, I'm liking it, uh, so that's that's a good thing. And then I played the Devil May Cry Five demo, as I said earlier, which is pretty short, and it. It, it feels Devil May Cry-ish. I, I guess it's been a while since I've played any Devil May Cry game. And it feels different than from what I remember of DMC, the Ninja Theory one, which I adored. I think in that one you could change your fighting style or something. And in this one you have your basic attacks and all that and your weapon. And then you have these different arms when you're playing as, I guess, Nero. I don't know who the hell you're playing as. I think it's Nero because Dante is able to, like use a motorcycle as a weapon and you don't have that as the dude you're playing and then there's some guy with dark hair who i have no idea who that is is that like virgil or something virgil's a character in dante or in tmc right i don't know this is the the episode of i've played maybe some of these games but franchise wise i don't i i played the first devil may cry and i really liked it then i didn't really play any of two of three I played some of 4 and I was like, ah, whatever. And then I played DMC because I adored Enslaved so much. I was like, Ninja Theories making a DMC game? Of course I'm going to play it. And I loved it. And the action feels all right. The camera's not too bad. The arm system, which they have different abilities. And they have, like, maneuverable abilities and then powered moves. I'm not sure how that all works. I don't... It didn't seem like in the controls or any way there was a way to switch between the various arms you have and you just end up having to use the last one you picked up. I don't know. It, it wasn't really clear about that. Like one of them allows you to dodge with its base maneuver, which you do with the B button. And then you can hold the B button to use your devil thing or something. 
and that'll do a powered up attack and with that one that allows you to dodge you just like shoot this giant beam out of your arm for an extended period of time which was pretty cool uh and then there's also the uh, demon devil breaker or something you press with the l button which uses up part of those arm things it's all very confusing but it looks really good and the boss fight was I, it wasn't that fun because, one, I don't know how the health system works because I would get really low on health and then my health would regenerate. And I don't know if it was just the demo wanting me to finish it or if it was something where it regenerates after a period of time. I have no idea what the hell is going on with that. But I beat him on my first try, which seems wrong for me to do, being not that big in uh, big on action games of that sort. But it just felt like a very brute force type of fight where I just kept hacking and slashing at it and there wasn't a lot of strategy required. So there was that. But I thought the, the enemy design for the boss, this, this big hulking colossus fire demon thing was really cool. And he had this stomach, this mouth in his stomach that he would suck in parts of the environment and then shoot out fireballs which is cool but he looked really really cool i, li I like the design of him quite a bit but it, it was a very small taste of the game you can't mess around with upgrades or anything like that that's not in the demo but if you are interested at all it's free of course on xbox one so you, why not give it a shot it's not too big it's about like seven and a half gigs and yeah outside of that i haven't really played all that much else that i can think of i have to re-record my audio for the hellblade attack the backlog because the one i recorded i thought i checked but apparently there was a bit of just noise in the background from the mic and the cord or whatever i had to mess with it a little bit to clean it up and it's not too terrible but i am someone who is really annoyed by that and i can't even though I was really happy with the way the audio turned out in terms of the shit that came out of my mouth, it all felt really good. The fact that it just sounds a bit, it doesn't sound perfect, that bothers me, and I have to redo it. So I'll, I'll either do that some point tonight or tomorrow, and it'll just, it's, it's making it so that it's going to be another last minute put together episode which sucks because I was looking forward to having it be done sooner than later but that had to happen and I, I just can't use that audio it just won't it's I, I'm sure plenty of people would hear it and be like it's not that bad it's whatever if it's not good enough it's just it's just not good I'm not happy with it so I'm frustrated because I don't know if I can record the episode again and have the same magic because uh, you know i'm going to be retreading on things i've already said and while i'm doing it i know that in the back of my head i'm going to be like i already said this uh, and, and it's going to be something that might make me speak in it just might make the the, the delivery a bit off and the uh, yeah, I don't know. 
can't find the words right now. Which may happen when I record that. We're just like, oh, God. Yep. But I think that is a good place to end this here episode. So that will do it for this here episode of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast. Once again, I am your host, Marcus Nez. Y'all can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Xbox Live, my anime list, Steam, Twitch, and all the usual places at PX Sausage on PSN. I am the Kush Three. The site is, of course, pixelatedsausage.com, where you can find this podcast, the Pixelated Paranormal Podcast. And Attack the Backlog, which are all available on podcast services across the globe, like Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And if you'd like to check out the video version of this here show or Attack the Backlog, you can go over to youtube.com slash sausage and watch both of them over there. And I highly recommend watching Attack the Backlog in video form because that's the way it's meant to be consumed. And it's so good. It is so good. And... If you'd like to check out the art I do, which is crazy, kooky, and colorful, some say, I might say, you can go over to pxsart.com and check it out all over there. If you see something you like, you can click the link and it'll take you to where you can purchase a print of the piece you fancy. And if you fancy supporting the site in general and everything we do, please go over to patreon.com slash pxs and support us that way. And also before I say bye-bye and all that crap, I just remembered, I didn't talk about anime. I am all caught up with this season, which is crazy, given how many series I am watching. It's too many. It's too many. But uh, I've returned to Dragon Ball GT, and God, I fucking hate that show. It is so bad. It is just awful across the board. Everything about it. It just feels like the level of quality of writing in the worst of the movies and drawn out into this whatever 60 something episode series that i guess is canon now but i refuse to believe that because it's so stupid and dumb and i hate it so much but i'm gonna finish it because i'm about halfway through even though i hate it who cares it's dubbed i can i can i can half watch it it's not important i can let it go in one ear and out the other but it's it's real bad uh but you know what's not bad i don't know where i'm going with that but I'm bad. Bone? Ooh, I don't like that. <laughs> okay. Bye, bye.